0: Hello and welcome to Champions for NorCal Kids. I'm Wendy Dickens, Executive Director at First 5 Shasta.
1: And I am Heidi Mendenhall, Executive Director at First 5 Tehama. We would like to invite you to join us as we highlight the great champions who work for the youngest members of our community in Northern California.
0: Our goal is to share the wealth of our community with our community. Welcome, welcome. Today we have a guest from North State Parent Magazine, which I'm gonna let her talk all about how long it's been in publication, how wonderful it is as a resource. Um, and we're gonna have a delightful conversation with Pamela around some of these pieces. So please welcome Pamela Newman from the North State Parent Magazine. Um, and um, Heidi and I, were, are we have a bunch of questions just bubbling up at the oh moment.
2: Always. Um, Well, thank you, Heidi and and Wendy. I'm glad to be here. Um, My name is Pamela Newman, and I've been uh, publishing the North State Parent Magazine for almost 30 years. So um, we started the first publication in October of 1993. So if you can imagine, the North State was a little different place back then. We had a Quimby's bookstore for children. We had in Reading, we had a wonderful toy store named Chestnut Toys. And we had no Turtle Bay Bay Bridge, Sundial Bridge at that Mm -hmm. time. Um, And I moved to the area, had worked for other publications, similar. And I wanted to, I just moved here and, you know, I just really wanted to have something just for families. And so, because I had that background and a few people twisted my arm I was like "Ah, that's a lot of work I don't know if I really want to do it but you know just there was a lot of need it seemed like in fact the chestnuts who own the books I mean the toy store at the time were just practically begging me to do it you know they just said we just need something like this for this area so anyway you know I've, I've gathered up enough good people to help me do the job and we're And we, you know, we made it through recessions and we've made it through a lot of challenging times and we're excited that we're celebrating nearly our 30th year. So that says a lot in the publishing business, especially, you know, nowadays with so many different ways things are done and so forth. So
1: that's so exciting. Are you planning some big 30th? I mean, that's just one year away. I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of fun things happening.
2: Yeah, well, we hope to have like a big picnic at a park, which is something we haven't done in a lot of years. Um, you know, we'll see how that goes as everything comes back to life more and that kind of thing. But definitely something that the community and, and different areas can participate in. I'm all about families, nurturing families. So anytime I can spend time outside with, with children and, and, you know, talk parents into doing the same we love the events that we do, you know, we, of course, we haven't been doing those the last couple of years, but um, I'm sure you know about Mr. Rogers Day and we used to participate in the children's fairs in a lot of the different communities and um, the whole earth and watershed festival. We had a big children's area for many years doing that and so we'll see what comes around. We're we our events coordinator is back to her job now, and she's starting to make plans to be at things and stuff like that. So that's pretty exciting. We're going to start um, being at the farm market in Reading one day a month on a Saturday. We'll be there um, making active, you know, having little activities for kids to do there. We we like to make art with kids. You know, usually it's made out of recycled things. Nothing that. Takes a lot of money to purchase or anything like that, but more to show parents how you can, kids love to be creative and how you can make stuff out of, you know, scraps of this or that. And I have a really creative team that helps me put that together.
0: That's that awesome. Great. I think one of the things that I remember uh, the most about the early beginnings of the North State Magazine. Um, was when I worked for the Parenting Center, which was a nonprofit in town who did parenting education and supervised visitation. And now it's called something different here. But back then, um, it was one of the resources I made sure that we got at the office um, specifically to hand out due to the fact that I have lots of fun activities for parents to do during visits. And again, like just, you know, that's been kind of a theme that's happened throughout the publications is just having some great ideas whether you're having someone come and do kind of a article about that or whether you guys are providing it yourselves as far as you know content and what you can do for very pretty inexpensive ways of making a craft or you know but it's a it's an activity the whole family can enjoy um which is something that's really nice for for families and parents to have available to them
1: and it's yeah. so much fun to see like i mean Pamela you're in the um community and journaling business you're not necessarily a child development expert but you're valuing the creativity and the process of art development as a family and that's so needed like we need the whole community to wrap around because children really are our community right they're in all parts it's not just for quote unquote teachers to do so true like really I
0: think that's a great point Heidi like it's, if we can get more businesses and more people, you know, like Pamela, who appreciate children and want to support parents in the raising of their children, the better children, right? And they are, and I think, you know, it's become this adage and some people are like, oh, la, 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 but, but they are our future. And if we don't start to really nurture them the way we want them to be, then when they get to become an adult, they aren't going to be, you know, what? our community needs and so anyway thank you Pamela for always providing those things when you're you know doing and it'll be fun to see what you have for at the farmers market so
2: yeah stop by or you know we'll probably try to take well we usually promote those kind of things on our social media pages too that this is what we'll be making and so forth but um you know just, just kind of go back to that you know I think the three kind of pillars of the magazine under that parenting resource category is, you know, trying to find relevant and provide relevant content, of course, articles and the calendar and things like that, but also to really promote just quality time with your family. So it's not about spending a lot of money and, you know, we don't, I mean, I'm sure there's things in there that cost money. I'm not saying that, but there are many opportunities where it's just going to stick your feet in the river for a little while or, you know, or making a mud pie with your child or whatever, you know, depending on the age. Um, and then it's just promoting a lot of time spent outside together. You know, we live in a beautiful region. If you think about the whole North state and there's, there's wonderful things to do and share with your children, you know, trails to walk on and, and um, the things to do outside that are so precious and, and wonderful. And, Having raised four kids in the area, you know, those moments go by faster than you think. And um,
0: yeah, you blink one day and they're adults. And it's just, yeah. crazy. i never thought yeah. it was going to go by <laughs> it goes faster. faster
2: There's <laughs> a point where your moisture would go by a little faster when you have those hard days, but, but mostly overall <laughs> it goes by super fast. And um, yeah, so.
1: I was just sharing with Pam before we um, started recording that I'd had a, a long weekend, We kind of all got the stomach bug. And I totally had some of those moments thinking, gosh, I just want to fast forward. And a good friend texted me and said, how are you doing? I guess you're getting a lot of snuggles in, aren't you? And it was like such a good reframe for me to think about like, I am sick, but I can't remember the last time my seven-year-old wanted me to cuddle her for more than an hour at a time, you know? And so I think, you know, some of these reminders, like, we're busy, but hey, there's amazing trails. And just to see that in a magazine kind of puts that reminder in your face of, it's okay to pause and just go take a walk with your child, that that's, there's value in that. You know, yeah. and it's so needed to have those reminders and um, in, in all forms, in, in all, ways, all ways they come.
2: Yeah, because if you think about, like even in just my years of being a, a mother, you know, forty over 41 years now, um, you know, just the influences on how many times you're interrupted, for instance, like when you're talking to your child and your phone is dinging or whatever, you know, like I didn't have that in the beginning years of my child. In fact, we had just bought, uh, this is, I mean, I sound very old, but we had just purchased a, um. A, uh, a record, a, you know, voicemail, like a message machine thing, that machine, you know, that plays your messages yeah. for your phone. I don't remember <laughs> what they're called now. But um, because I was, you know, I had my third child, and I had a business in the home, and I was nursing him, and I was constantly getting up and answering the phone. And then I looked at this poor baby, and I thought, I'm gonna, he's going to be a nervous wreck, you know, in his life, if I don't just sit still and forget the phone for a while, and whatever, you know, but it was a business, so I was kind of torn. But um, but just the, all the influences or all the interferences as we're raising our kids, as we're out on a walk with them or whatever. So we just have to remember to take that time, undivided attention time, I feel. And, yeah, um, and I
0: think it's only gotten worse over that like you're talking about the interruption. And now people have a portable phone that they take around with them, awesome. right? And, yeah. You know, trying to help parents understand you can't sit on that well, when um, you're trying to play with your child or interact with your child because it's not going to be helpful. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot more interruptions sometimes for, for and, people.
2: And, and not only that, you know, the world, when you're involved in the work, working world, I've just noticed this a lot, like it's so busy. You're constantly stimulated. You yeah. know what? I mean, even if you're a librarian or wh- wherever you are in your work world, you <laughs> doesn't know, matter, just, right? yeah. But then you, you know, then you sit down with your child, let's say to read a book or to hold them on your lap and just have them talk about what happened to them today or whatever. You know, it's pretty slow and you have to really like, do you know what I mean? You're like you kind of have mm-hmm. to go. Okay, now I got to step in this other world that's really different than what I was just in, where I had to get all these things done and fast, fast, fast. And now you got to right. bring it way down. You know, depending on how old they are and how long they'll sit with you. you know, or right. Whatever.
0: You know. Well, for but, me, I have um, to remember. I just find that I really
2: down. Yeah, and I have
0: to remember because it's important for my kids that I don't get to this place where I'm always just rushing everything, like every activity, every whatever it is, right? Because you can get into that mode yeah. because you are so busy during the day and you're trying to get from next thing to the next thing, and then when you got when you had the layer of the pandemic going on and you're trying to readjust as things are moving forward, it's it can be even more difficult for people if they've had a a crisis or something that has really established a new pattern to get back to a different pattern that allows for a little bit more time to be made and a little bit more time for you to like maneuver um so such a great reminder
2: yeah yeah and you know I'm reflective now because my kids are older and I'm out of all of that and you know, they have their own lives now. And there was a while there where I didn't even see them that often anymore. And I thought, oh, I just would love to go on a little bike ride like right. we used to or uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, and they're like, you know, and so now we get to talk about those times and they do remember some of them.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's
2: awesome. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about your social media and I've noticed, you know, some of the fun things that you're posting on social media, which platforms are you on? What does that look like? How's the publication pushed out? Tell us a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, you know, um, I'm not the social media person. So we have a a separate two people that do that and we work with um, Facebook and Instagram. And of course we do a little bit of YouTube and I I guess we've got, we're on, oh, I think... Gosh, I'm forgetting the name of the next one, the the one that, anyway. (laughs) But um, those two platforms have worked well for us. And we are, uh, what's so nice about that is, you know, we can get a message out or if we want to do a contest or something, you know, it's all right out there really quick. And you're, you know, from someone who was putting out a publication that was out for a month at a time and you couldn't make any changes once it's out to now having these tools. That allow us to be rather quick. Let's say somebody's put out an event and then they've had to cancel for one reason or another. And that, of course, did happen a lot in the last couple of years. Um, So we are very grateful that we can use these mediums to push out information that's like, you know, very current, as current as we can be. Um, And they're fun, you know, it's fun and um, very, the Instagram page has got a lot of. you know, just North State, really, when you look around and you see the different places you can go and take your kids and things like that, you'll see photos from here and there. And and we have a lot of fun with that. And, you know, some we try not to be too commercial with our social media in terms of a lot of publications we've seen use them to advertise a lot of businesses and so forth, but we feel a little differently than that. Um, we try to keep it a little less commercial than that, I just want to say. And, uh, you know, not that we wouldn't put anything on there. Um, but we just try to keep it more of a general thing so that people don't feel like, ah, that's too much for me, you know, or what have you.
1: I've learned about some local businesses and things through your Instagram, but it's not because of marketing the specific business, more because you're telling the story of what they're doing for the community, which has been really fun for me. And there was a series around Mother's Day when you were doing some, was it Mom Entrepreneurs or something like that? Oh, yeah. That was really fun. Yeah. We do that each October,
2: actually, that uh, joins with Women in Business, National Women in Business Month. So we do a little story ad about, uh, different women in the North state that own their own businesses and a little story about how they're parenting and running their precious business at the same time. And we, we try to provide a variety of things from a realtor to a, you know, pet shop owner to a, maybe a hairstylist to a, you know, just the whole gamut, um, so that people can really, and hopefully, um support those businesses because those moms are working hard and we want to, you know, we want to encourage their, their wonderful gift at running a business and managing a family, which is a lot, you know, so um, yeah, that's, that's a fun feature we do. So every month there's something going on here at the magazine. And um, I don't know if you want me to share more on that level of I hesitate to talk too much about our themes right now because we're just going to do a little bit of rearrangement
0: on that. Yeah, no, don't. you don't have to like tell us what month each theme is going to be, but kind of in general, what themes are you looking for um, and how do you guys decide what you feel is the most important topic of the month or topic of the year or whatever? How, how does that go?
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've been doing this for a while now, so we, and we do survey parents, what would they like to re- read in the magazine and hear about, um, we know just from being parents ourselves, all the people that work on the magazine, you know, are parents themselves or grandparents or you know, that sort of thing or raising children. So you know, education is always a top feature that we, that we cover a lot. Um, that could be early education or it could be you know, teenagers depending on what month we're talking about. So um, you know, we talk a lot about art and music and the importance of that in children's lives and we talk about where to have a birthday party, you know, that kind of thing cuz that's fun to know about, you know. Yeah. And during the pandemic, that was really tricky because you know, know. we didn't know if things were going to be open and we weren't really trying to encourage people to go out and do a lot of stuff, right? We were supposed to kind of stay tucked in a little bit more. So we we came up with parks and things like that that you could just, you know, throw a birthday party for your child, let's say, or something and have something happening there. But now we're back to, you know, many places being open and, and that sort of thing. So we do have the birthday guide coming out and is out in our current family resource guide, which just came out these last few last Love week. The
0: family resource
2: guide. Yay, yeah. family resource guide. Yeah. So twice a year, we put out something called the family resource guide spring and summer, which is out now. And then there'll be a fall and winter one, which of course has a lot of the more winter activities and so forth. Um, And then we still put out a a monthly magazine. Some months it's digital only and some months it's print and digital. And so um, in that way, we can reach people in their homes if they're not going out. And we can also, um, you know, capture their awareness of us through just the various mediums that we push out those magazines. So either they're getting them online through a button because their child's school has a button on their webpage and then it clicks into ours and they can see the magazine there or they're on our mailing list which you can do by going to our website and you can be on our email list which again talks about fun events coming up and a little different than the regular magazine Um, yeah there's just a lot a lot that we try to offer and um we also love feedback. So if you feel like you've been a reader of ours for a while and it's just something feels off to you or, or you're excited about things, any old way I, lo- I can take it, you know, give me criticism even, that's fine, because that's how we learn and we make things better. And so um, we have had a lot of people that write in and say, oh, I'm so glad you're digital now, or I'm, or don't go all digital. We'd like to read it while we're eating our breakfast or whatever, you know, it's just, you know, so we're, you know, it's we're, it's hard to be all things to everybody, but we're trying really hard (laughs) to be as much as we can be. You know what I mean? Because when your children are young, you're looking at younger kids things. And then as they get older, you're not looking at the younger kids stuff. You're looking at the older kids stuff. So it's, you know, it's a little mix. And sometimes people have to be patient with us because we, we have different themes. And that is because the North state is relatively small to have a free parent magazine in. Um, Many of the cities that have these publications are much larger, and that is why we've had to blend the whole North State to make it affordable to do this, because, first of all, printing, you know, especially lately went up like three times the amount it was before COVID. So that's really scary. So we, you know, we've just had to be really careful of things like that costs, you know, as everything have gone up. Yeah, I
0: think that that is such a great point. And, you know, I do think you have maneuvered well trying to figure out both platforms and, you know, making sure that you're doing what you can to, you know, entice newer parents to coming forward. And then, you know, just keeping those of us who maybe parenting a little bit older kids involved and engaged as well and you know I also really appreciate your focus in on you know safety and always trying to also promote what needs to happen for families at various ages around different types of safety water safety you know we have lots of bodies of water here in the north state areas and people often travel to the bodies of water so we want to make sure people understand that like what it means in the heat you know if you're not from around here people believe that there's you know no heat um you know they believe we're like the southern part of the state where it's kind of like this tempted weather no we get really really hot uh and we're in the mountains so why would we get hot you know so there i mean i just really appreciate that you always have kind of this focus on making sure that other information is disseminated aside from just like resources and activities, like other yeah. important things that
2: parents might need to know. Oh yeah. And being good stewards of the land, like picking up your trash when you're somewhere and, you know, like not just teaching our children that if we want this beautiful region to stay beautiful, we, we start with children when they're very young by picking up their stuff when you're out picnicking or what have you. Yeah. we we try real hard on that. Speaking of safety though, we are trying to put together a little bit of a water safety fair this year. So I don't have a date in mind and I haven't even told you about that Wendy yet, but um, cause we're still just putting the word out about it. But you know, you're so right to say that about water in particular, we have so much water in our North state region. And the fact that there's children that don't know how to swim, you know at some point in their life is to me, Dairy, you know, like we want everybody to have water experience when they live in our area. If they're ever out on a walk, even if they're not swimming and they fall in or they know someone that fell in or whatever, you know. I think
0: um, it's important to, in, in addition to boat safety and, you know, new yeah. regulations around boats. You know, we um, actually developed a, a map that kind of has some safety kinds of features uh, and also some information about boat requirements. and ages for life jackets and who can actually drive a boat and so some of the laws around that and you know just helping you know because there's been a lot of boating accidents where deaths have occurred to children based on what's happening within the boat and or parents thinking that another adult has this happens at pools too right another adult has the kid which you don't yeah. know that. So you can't yeah. always, unless you designate someone and you switch off and you know that there's a designated person watching the pool. all the adults should always be watching the pool. You know, it's yeah. not a good idea to leave kids unattended, even if they do know how to swim and they're, yeah. if they're young specifically, you know, because oh, yeah. anything can happen. And that's what, what has often been a result in
2: drowning and we want to I try to prevent drowning. There's been some tragic incidences around that, just, just, you know, it just doesn't take but a minute, it seems like, you know, and so, yeah, yeah, we definitely are wanting to be more conscious of safety and always trying to promote, you know, good safety habits. So, and, you know, like I said, starting young when, when your children are young, it's time like to do it, you know, Not yeah, sure. yeah.
1: So, I'm getting somewhere.
2: Um, I carry a little safety kit when I yeah. go out hiking, you know, I have like a whistle and I have like a little first aid pack. I used to just carry the pack. Now it's the whistle, the pack, an ace bandage, <laughs> <laughs> feasting and for, you know, pack, a little arnica in case somebody's sprays for
1: <laughs> So I'm curious, Pam, you, you said that you were, uh, you know, considering putting on um, a water festival, but you don't have a water safety festival rather, but you don't have the details. How do we follow that? How do we watch for that? So you, you mentioned signing up for the, um, the e-resources, I believe, right? What are some other ways that we can stay abreast of what the North State Parent Magazine is, is doing?
2: Well, as far as um, an event like that, that will come up in the next couple of months, um, you would watch, you can watch through our Facebook or Instagram page. There will be information about that you can go to our website and sign up for the e-newsletter and we'll definitely have information there. Um, you won't find it in our current family resource guide because that was put together last month and didn't know you know, if we could get this off the ground. But even if it's small this year, I just feel like it's a really important thing to do. And, and um, I will be reaching out to different organizations to see if anybody wants to partner on this. Uh, it's nothing I want to do by myself at all. You know, It's, it's just that I feel like There are a couple of things that do something kind of like that. But as far as children's water safety or safety in general for children and families, that's what I'm interested in the most. Um, Well, let's
0: meet. Let's meet and talk about what a safety. Maybe it even encompasses more than just water safety, but let's meet and talk about what that would look like. You know, here we're going to be doing what we're calling Champions for Kids um, over yeah. at Turtle Bay, and it's going to be an event that really focuses in on developmental milestones and and developments. Um, yeah. And we're hoping to get people you could definitely come in and participate with a booth there. But also, we want to partner with people around things that you just discussed. So... You know, I'm sure that Heidi and I could come up with some wonderful people we could connect to that also help make sure that it gets uplifted. And, you know, I have a lot of connections to people who might want to do some booths, but also some of the resources around, you know, public safety. So some of the first responders might be willing to come and talk a little bit about whatever tough. safety ar- area they're in. So um, yeah. I think we could have fun. That would be so much fun. That would be fun. Yeah.
2: And you know, I love to carve out little bit, a little bit of unique to what is already being done. Like, I mean, there are certain things that are being done. And, you know, I just, yeah, I'm always looking for that kind of unique part of things that's not really being done yet, but should be. So yeah, there we go. Well, that would be great. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll get in touch about that. I have a um, event coordinator now. Um, she worked for us before and took some time off through the whole COVID thing. Uh, to stay home with her kids, and now we've got her help. So, you know, we're a very small crew. Uh, there's about five to seven of us that work on the magazine. So, I work many days, eight to twelve hours a day, and it's crazy. I shouldn't really even say that publicly because <laughs> right. like, balance the. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that because I'm bragging. I'm saying that because I'm just, you know, we always have to keep it kind of small because of just costs and things like that. But we would love to. um, We do employ, you know, sometimes there's wonderful writers that work from home, you know, they're raising their family, but they know how to write really well. They have a journalism background or that sort of thing. And we've definitely um, captured a lot of people in that realm. So that and marketing are, are two areas where we just seem well, like
1: everybody, you know, me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um,
1: yeah, I
0: think that the other piece too, is just, you know, I think one of the things that first fives do well is leverage with other folks. So, you know, yeah. trying to make sure that you're not overextending your own small crew and, and leaving, you know, some of the pieces and parts to some of us that have a little bit more um meeting the game so to speak as far as you know the abilities based on our size based on the funding we have available those kinds of things and you know I think it's um wonderful that you always invest back into the community because I really feel like that's one of the things that you are doing when you you know come up with some of these fun activities like you said going to the farmer's market and doing the activities with kids You know, um, so I think, you know, it's definitely something that remembering we can partner around some of this and support and lift you up is, you know, another area of, um, you know, exploration, so to speak. So, you know, I really have appreciated it. Um, Any final questions, Heidi, that you have? And then we can do the five for five. I'm excited for our five for five. I know, we're excited. So we do this little segment five for five, cause we're first five. And so we're gonna ask you five questions about childhood, mainly talking, reading, singing um, and play, which is it for adults, mostly self-care, right? So we're gonna ask you some questions around those. So it's not like a pass fail cause you get to to pass every question cause they're your answers. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna ask the first one, which is what is your favorite childhood book when you were growing up? What What like book did you
2: love being read Two are got got to read. Oh, I can remember like it was yesterday. It was called Miss Hattie and the Monkey. Ah, <laughs> and I tried so hard to buy it again and I can't find it anywhere. Miss and then me. another was Mr. Rabbit and the Lovely Present, which I happen to have here in my office, and I read it occasionally. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh,
1: that's awesome. I love that books they just mean so much.
2: Oh, Yeah.
1: Okay. What is your favorite adult leadership book now?
2: Oh, that's a hard question to answer because I'm, there is a book I'm reading and I, it's very good, but I've just kind of begun it and it's, it's about asking difficult questions. I can't remember the full name of it right now, but it definitely is something I'd like to have, you know, share with you guys. got invited to do something with it. And so I'm excited about that. But I think, um, I wish I could remember the name of it. Well, we can share yeah. it, it to us.
0: All right. What was your favorite childhood song you liked to sing growing up?
2: Oh, let's see. Hmm. Favorite childhood song, that's a very good question. Um, you know, I'm really not good at remembering songs. I love singing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I actually went through some very hard grief recently and singing is what got me through it but my childhood song um I don't know name some songs and maybe I can tell you what was Well, was there
0: one you loved singing to your kids or your kids
2: loved well we sang lullabies when they were young of course and we you know what we do instead of I don't, we just turn on music and we still do this to this day. We sit around and listen to music and it can be oldies. It can be any kind of music and we'll sit down because they don't always like oldies, you know, to be honest, but um, (laughs) it could be Motown and it could be all kinds of music. And we turn it on and we sit around and we sing with it. Or I usually am the one who sings more, but um, we talk about what's going on in the song. You know, like this person's grieving, or this person's lost someone, or they're, you know, mad or whatever. You know, because we listen to all kinds of music, and some of it's not easy to listen to, like rap and things. I mean, just a lot. And um, it's very, very good way to spend time with older, especially older kids. Like you can really get into some good discussions. Oh, I
1: love that.
2: Yeah, it's, and you know, musicians like they're on the road. They have a really hard life. They're kind of made, we were talking about this the other night because we have young friends that are musicians now and they think, oh, we're gonna be on the road and it's gonna be so cool. And it's actually a very hard life, you know, to be in and out and on the road and all of that. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't make it through that years and years. And that's why we've lost a lot of musicians to drugs and things, I think, of our life.
1: I love the perspective taking, that's fun. It is. Oh. So now what is your adulthood favorite, either song or genre? Like what's, what's on your playlist?
2: Well, I just recently went up and I mean, I love all kinds of music again, but, um, I had a funny evening up in Ashland not long ago where I got to go see Brett Denon. Do you know who that is?
1: (laughs) No, but I'll look him up.
2: (laughs) I can't say that he's my favorite, favorite, but I appreciate his, Sometimes his perspective on his poetry songs, you know, they're, they're a little bit um, to the point and a little bit raw, but I I enjoy him. I enjoy his, his candor with what he's trying to deliver.
0: Awesome. Awesome. All right. right. So what is your favorite way to do self-care? So what, you know, do you do right now to play? To you know, we know that children use play for a variety of things. One is to really learn, learn their environment, learn their abilities, all of those pieces. But it's also a, a way of learning how to do self care. And so, as adults, when we're playing, a lot of times that really does feed our self care area. It can also be a learning opportunity. Um, but what is your favorite way to provide yourself with play?
2: Well, I like to make cards. You know, I like to um, I cut up and collage and make. You know, I just like I'll get up at five in the morning sometimes. I have a busy, crazy day, and I'll get up at five in the morning, no kidding, to make a card for someone out of scrap magazines and a few photos. And I'm just like a little kid with cutting up all this stuff all over the table, my glue stick, and just collaging, really. And I, I'm probably, I have the skills of maybe a seven year old's art in a lot of ways. I mean, I just judged an art contest for an organization, but don't tell anybody my own art skills aren't that great but I love it and I and I have um, I just yeah just those creative juices first thing in the morning and I also love clay like just little modeling clay and just playing with it and cutting it up and shaping it into little animals or whatever all for fun you know it's nothing beautiful necessarily but it's very therapeutic for me
0: good yeah, I love that. You know what? I I feel like we are um like the same in that respect in regard to like I can have this beautiful vision in my head of what I want to draw or
1: just, it just yeah. does
0: not come out like it's in my head. Like and yeah. there's certain things like I can scrapbook like nobody's business. Like I feel like I do a pretty good job with that. There's some other things I can do pretty well. I make cakes, I decorate, but oh. drawing and painting I have this beautiful thing that is in there in my head and nothing ever comes up (laughs) yeah I probably have the ability of a seven-year-old
2: too (laughs) well I mean I think that part of it is that we're busy and so like you know like we don't we're not in the child's mind I mean we try to be like I'm trying to be at five in the morning or whatever for a little while but But then reality hits and I'm like I better hurry up I'm gonna be late for a meeting because I was making a little card for someone you know I don't know. I just think awesome. I, I long for those days, you know, like when you were little and you could be coloring or something and you didn't have to rush off to something. You were just, you were just in it, in it. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's it's what hard. I just, yeah. That process. Right. Like, and I think that's what it's, it's still about the process. The pro, the healing mm-hmm. is in the process, right? The- Absolutely.
2: I love that you mentioned that, you know, it is so much that. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know if you know, but many years ago I started something, called the Arts Bus Project, where I took an old school bus, 40 foot long school bus, and I gutted it and I turned it into a rolling art studio for kids in Siskiyou County. Awesome, I had no idea. Yeah, and it was just an amazing recycled project because it was a recycled bus from a school district that wasn't gonna need the bus anymore. And so I don't want to go on on too long about no, it. No, I know. think
1: that's great because this is the second time that that idea has come up in the last month. So that's a universe thing. We need a school bus of art, I feel like. You're, well, you're if you know anybody
2: who wants to do it, I sure would be willing to help. I can't do it, you know, but I, I'm willing to help because I, <laughs> I, feel I, like I can only
1: lot. do so many
0: things and yeah. I'm already doing a lot. Yeah, that yeah. is an awesome idea. I know we talked about school buses for 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 books too I think you know Mm -hmm. one of the one of the barriers to those ideas is just the cost of fuel right now but I I think they're amazing and they get to remote areas that don't otherwise have the access like you know they may not have an access to an art studio up in some of our remote kind of destinations and how how awesome would that be like oh that.
2: Well, you know it all happened very serendipitous. So that and the, some of the best ideas, you know, like you're just kind of talking to someone and all of a sudden bingo, something right. <laughs> but, but um but what was so neat is that bus, you know, the, the the kids. I wish I had a tape for you to see or a photograph. I do have a lot of photographs, but just they come on the bus. Every child loves the bus, even if they never got to ride the school bus. They too. do and they want to ride the bus. Oh yeah. yeah. But then they'd come in and there weren't any seats in it. You see, I took that all out and it was this art studio with big drawers in it that they could open up the drawers and find materials in there of all different kinds of things. And it was just their space. But the children took ownership of it because we let it be their space. I mean, there were adults supervising, of course, and there was a lot of parent volunteers. But there's something about that um. You know, that playfulness and not interrupting it constantly where they could just come in and, and ours ended up being an after school program so they so the bus didn't travel all over constantly because it is expensive and that was one of the things we learned pretty quickly but it came to the library that had 30 children that would hang out in the library after school with nothing to do so this offered them a, a little place right next to the library the, the bus plugged in like a motorhome would and it had electricity and heat and all that stuff that you need, but, and, um, and we had glue guns and, you know, art paint paints and clay and fabrics and leather and just, you know, all kinds of stuff going on in there. It was really fun. And it was fun probably just as great. much for the adults as it was for the kids, I think. <laughs>
0: probably, probably. So, well,
2: those probably, are the kind of things you... I love getting involved in. Yeah.
1: Anybody out there listening, if you've got a retired school bus, you reach out. We've got some ideas.
0: (laughs) For sure. We got a lot. We could do all kinds of fun things with the school buses. Oh, my gosh. Well, do you have anything else you want to make sure people are aware of and or want to make sure they find out as a resource for you or um, North State? parent
2: magazine or yeah I mean um not that I can think of I guess I just want to say that some of my favorite parts of putting the magazine together besides you know letting people know about events and so forth is just really unique and positive editorial so some of my favorite some of the favorite articles and of course there's been over 340 issues so I don't remember all of them to be honest but that's awesome um, Yeah, you know, way, uh, one was uh, ways to help your kids eat more fruits and veggies. It was just creative ways to do that, you know, not tricking them, but just like, you know, getting them interested in that and ways to um, eight ways to save your walls from your child (laughs) artist. you know, and that's a great
0: one. Yeah, (laughs) nice one for parents. We should find the article and like resurface it or like point to that that particular publication
2: yeah well and then we do do that a lot on social media we'll go back over time and you know things that are not not they don't have a timeline on them you know and we'll say hey did you read this and that kind of thing but yeah and tools of the kitchen like just tools that you might not have thought of I mean everybody has the basic things but if you're really trying to cook you know here's some of the fun things and kids have fun with them too I love to encourage cooking in children with children
1: so yes yes
0: very oh, fun. So first, awesome. one of my favorite is the one that we did together. I mean well, we've done many, but like the one that I that I helped
2: out with the most. so Oh, absolutely. and I'm so glad you mentioned that because you were on our cover last October and we got so many responses over that and so many people said they really enjoyed that particular magazine and that cover because that magazine did talk a lot about safety and I apologize for not mentioning that earlier. Oh, that was a fabulous. First of all, it just worked out wonderful with you and the children there, and I just thought it was a really fun photo shoot. As I understand, I didn't get to be there, but they
0: were great. Those kids were amazing. They were fun, yeah.
2: and you are fun. <laughs> so
1: that made it all. And it was it. such a positive, you know. It just I was, yeah. Just couldn't ask for better, you know. Positive um, mentorship and having a woman firefighter inviting children to wear their, their, their her gear, and you know, that's. So many little girls get to see that and think, "Oh, this could be me now." You know? Yeah. That's so
2: cool. absolutely, Wendy. Thank you again oh for that. My God, just, <laughs> just, the best. Oh, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and don't worry, Heidi. I'm brewing with some ideas for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gotta get her there. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much. We've really appreciated this conversation, and it is just a diamond to have in our community the North State Parent Magazine and really does give parents a lot of opportunity for information for resources for ideas on what to do with their children for you know activities it is just a wealth a wealth so it's been so appreciated by so many for so many years and to have 340 issues is amazing I mean really honestly um, you can't really talk about other you know free magazines that have been in circulation for as long as the North state parent honestly in this especially in this area and like you said because we're so small so thank you very much we've really really appreciated the conversation and the issues that you've brought forward so.
2: Well, thank you so much. And thank you to First Five, First Five, payment, First Five, Katha, and all your good work. Because without, without us all working together, you know, well, we know what would happen. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing. So the fact that we're all working together is what makes it all so wonderful to me, you know. So thank you, ladies, so much.
1: Thank you. And thank you for listening.
2: Thanks for joining us today. Remember to visit our
0: websites for any additional information, resources, or needs. They are listed in the podcast description. You can also email us directly at wdickens at firstfiveshasta.org
1: or hmendenhall at firstfivetehama.com. We truly hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and can't wait for you to join us next time.
0: Remember, it only takes one person in a child's life to make a difference in building resilience. You
1: you can be that. can person. be that
0: person.